Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. All right, Dan, so we don't do a show for a couple of weeks, and now we finally have a lot of news to talk about. Yeah, a little bit. A little, uh, definitely, you know, with the Brock Nelson signing, which we're going to touch on, and there's some other news and notes that we can get into, and uh, we can also play... Uh, a little more speculation before we uh, get to the uh, NHL draft coming up in a couple weeks. Yes, yes. And we'll start off with uh, the major signing of the offseason so far, Brock Nelson uh, getting a six-year, $36 million contract. I mean, I've wavered all year about bringing back Nelson, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's the right call. He would have gotten more money, I think, on the open market. You know, he was probably the, what, second-best UFA yeah, center. between him and between him and Kevin Hayes, probably. Yeah, I think those two are comparable, and they're both right behind you know, Matt Duchesne, which I I personally think it takes the honors out of Duchesne. I uh, see. I don't think it does. I mean, why? I guess is the question. Well, I I don't think I don't think he ever was going to come here anyway. Well, yeah. Well, that doesn't take. I mean, so I'm sure they're still going to kick the tires. I honestly think it's between Columbus and Nashville, and the fact that he's just bought a brand new house in Nashville. Uh, you know kind of maybe puts them in the driver's seat. Although in order to do that, they're going to have to move some salary. Yeah, they're going to have to somehow get rid of uh, Kyle Turris' contract, which is not a nice one. Uh, and Subban, yeah. Subban, too, because they have a couple guys coming up, you know, in the next year or so. But that's their problem, not ours. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, what can you say about Brock Nelson? He had a career year. I mean, I don't know if you want to, you know, equate it to basically a free agent season or – 
the trots effect. I think it's probably more trots than the free agent uh, effect. But he had 25 goals. In his six full years, he's had 20 goals four out of six seasons. One year, I think he finished with 19 goals. That's right. He plays every game. He doesn't get hurt. Um, And basically, when he doesn't score or basically get on the score sheet assist or anything like that, he was noticeable this year. In years past, he definitely wasn't at all. He was, and it's not that bad of like. Look, he went from four or five to six. I don't think that's a big a deal. If he got to the open market, he'd probably get around seven. Uh, it's funny because you know the national media will crush the Islanders when someone leaves the team, and then they'll crush them when they stay, and they'll just say it's a bad contract. So look, going from four or five to six is it's just inflation in my mind. It's not that bad of a deal. You're right. He uh, fifty plus points, uh, plus twenty. His best complete season as a New York Islander under Barry Trotz, and who he also said one of the reasons why he wanted to stay was because of Trotz. Also, if, if you let Nelson go, who else was out there? You're going to bring in Derek Broussard? You're going to bring Jason Spezza and try and sell those as top top uh, top two centers? I don't think you are. You you would probably have to make a a trade uh, or try and get which you can still do, but the free agent market when it comes to center positions is super thin. So I, I think, you know, you go with what you know, and in that case, it's Brock Nelson. Right, and I mean, I like Kevin Hayes. I think I like him a little more than you do in there. I think they're yeah, I'm compar- not a fan. Yeah, they're I'm both not, comparable you... players, but if Nelson walks and you, you know, overpay for Hayes, which they would have been, they would have been probably seven, seven and a half million dollars to bring Kevin Hayes in here, and I think probably would have yes. been a little too much for that player. Right, right. And I, I think if... Uh, if Nelson hit the open market, he would have got to, he would have got seven a year. I really feel that way. Yeah, I mean, but if the national media is going to criticize the signing, at least understand what the difference is between a restricted free agent and an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen you know a lot of tweets how he's making. I think just under what Nathan McKinnon makes. Uh, Nathan McKinnon signed that deal when he was a restricted free agent. He bought out a couple uh, UFA years. It was a similar to a John Tavares contract, and I think he probably has the best contract in the league right now, Nathan McKinnon. It's yeah, like, him like, or Mark Scheifele. Mark yeah. Scheifele's is pretty cheap too. Exactly. It's um, like what John Tavares. But you know, the thing is ago. too is like McKinnon wasn't a ninety-five point player when he signed that no, deal. He, no, he wasn't. And now, I mean, his next contract, which I think is in two years, he'll probably he'll get whatever the max is. He'll get it. Yeah, and you know, deservedly so. He's been fantastic. Um, so yeah, so now they have those number two center locked up. I. I I was hoping sometime last week that we would hear news about Robin Leonard. We didn't. I still think that's going to get done before the draft. Uh, that's the next, you know, I guess, priority. Um, I would probably say probably five years, $20 million. Yeah, I was thinking somewhere around the yeah, four or five years, around five, four to five million a year. I think that's what you can expect. Uh, I think that'll get it done. Um, it's just I think Lee is the tricky one. I still think that'll get done too, but it's it, it, of the two deals. I think that one's trickier. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I would not. I mean, I know he wants seven years. I don't think he's getting seven years anywhere. I think. It's Where has he said he wanted seven years? I hadn't seen that. It, it, I mean, it's been reported like you know a while ago that his camp was looking you know probably close to seven, where the Islanders would love to do. Four no, he's five. lucky if he gets five. He's four or five. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's what twenty nine years old. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't blame yeah. I don't blame his camp for you know aiming for that. You know, totally want the security, right. but if, if, right. you, if you know five years, 30, you know, five years, seven million dollars a year, I think that's what it's going to take to get him signed. Yeah, I think you could live with that. Yeah, ideally, you know, four years would be perfect, but I don't think that's going to. If that's the case, then you know, Lou is a ge- genius, but I don't think that's going to happen. 
it's a tough situation because you, you you love the player and you don't want him to walk. You don't want your captain to walk again. Um, but at the same time, he has a certain skill set and he needs help around him. He he's not a player who can always create on his own. So uh, you know you just you, you're concerned about what he looks like in a couple of years. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and then they. Uh, but at the same time, you can't worry about three years from now. No, you. And can't. right now, he's a he's a thirty goal scorer who can really help a team. So. Yeah, yeah, and he'll. Uh, and you knew his numbers were going to drop last year as a result of the trots. Well, I, I think the biggest Tavares. problem why why his numbers dropped is because how bad the power play was. Yeah, it was terrible, and he got a lot yeah. of power play goals. Yes. Last, yeah. Speaking of not having power play goals, I think that if they don't really end up signing a third-line center, I know we mentioned this in previous shows, that I think that Casey Zegas will get a look at that role. On the third I don't line. think they're going to break up the fourth line. Now it seems like Clutterbuck will be ready for camp. I mean, if I mean, third line, fourth line, I mean, the fourth line got a lot more playing time. They were much more effective than the third line. I think they'll bring a third-line anyway. center in. Now, you want to tell me you bring in Broussard as your third line center? I wouldn't have the uh, that wouldn't be terrible. You can always trade for a center. Um, you know Nashville's going to be looking to dump some money. If you could get, well, I don't love Kyle Turris, but if you could get Nashville to eat some money, you bring that contract down under five, like a four eight or four nine, that could be attractive. Yeah, or you can just roll the dice and bring back Pippola for one more year. Yeah, you could, but I, I kind of want to get younger and and uh, a little a little quicker there. I, I do too, but I, I really don't want to have a long-term guy there. You know, I, I don't. Want no, to... no, I'm, I agree, but I'm just saying if I'm going to sign a guy for a year or two years, you know, well, you actually could. There's, there's no centers in this organization besides Kovala. Yeah, and, and he still needs, you know, some more seasoning down there. As yeah, well. it doesn't really matter. They're like literally, there are no centers in this organization. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, speaking of which, means actually... if they keep their draft pick, they get a draft one. Yeah, and speaking of centers, they actually brought one back uh, over the weekend. They resigned. Tanner Fritz, who plays more of the wing on the Islanders, but you know plays a lot of center down Bridgeport to a two-year deal. Uh, first year was a one-way deal. I think it was like seven hundred thousand, which is totally fine. The second year is a two-way deal, and I think it's like two hundred seventy-five thousand guaranteed. Um, I, yeah, he's getting good money to play in Bridgeport. Yeah, I mean, good for him. You know, he's he's a solid player, solid guy. I just don't understand why so many fans are down on Tanner Fritz. He's really. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that. I, I, mean, I hadn't seen that. Um, I mean, basically, look, he has, he's 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 an extra forward. He's an entry call up. I would expect him to be in Bridgeport, regardless of him signing a one way deal. I don't. I don't think he would get claimed. Um, and he, you know, this organization needs centers. It needs versatility. And he's a guy who could play bottom six minutes, who can kill penalties, who uh, really skates well, is physical, and he's earned every minute he's gotten in this league. So I, I have no problem with him coming back as a utility role player. And I, I th- honestly, I think he'll end up being the 13th guy this year or even, you know, get four or five minutes here and there. Because when he plays, he's effective. He is. He is. I mean, he's got a scoring in the right role In the right role. In the, in the right, right role. Right role. Look, if he's I, playing next to Barzell, then that's a problem. Yeah. Well, totally. Totally. I mean, I think that we won't see Johnson on this team next year. I think he'll be the one going to Bridgeport. Cause that's there, possible. There's really no role for him on this team. No, and, and no one's going to be claiming him, so he could be kind of the guy who rides the bus, you know, to the True. Islanders back at Bridgeport. No, that's, that's very possible, which which is totally fine. And speaking of the next, uh, they signed a little down to the wire because of the uh, was it 2016 draft pick had to get signed by uh, right June first. They signed Arno, 
Durando, right? Durando. Uh, Durando. Some, yeah, Durando. That's Durando. It. Yeah, we're, yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll learn it. <laughs> well, well, we'll learn it. Yeah, especially because he'll be in Bridgeport this year. Sign yeah. Um, level deal. It should be interesting. Uh, I, I'm not sure what quite what to – you know, we, when we have Russ Cohen on from Sportsology in a few weeks, we should talk to him about him. Yeah. Um, because I think, once again, he's an energy guy. I think he's going to provide a spark in a bottom six role in Bridgeport. Not quite sure what his offensive upside is. I mean, he put up nice numbers this year, but he was playing the overage year. So 20-year-old playing right. against a bunch of 16- and 17-year-olds. I don't put a lot of stock into that. Um, but with that being said, he's had a great playoffs, great Memorial Cup. So, you know, you get him under contract, you give him Bridgeport, and you see what he has. Yeah, and he'll fill a role probably uh, gone by um, Tanner, Tanner, uh, Connor Jones, who left to play with his brother Kellen up in Europe. So Correct. So will free up a spot there. And, yeah, you know what? It's low-risk. Ward, you sign your ELC, and then you'll see what happens. You know, it's exactly you need some young guys down there, and it's you know it doesn't hurt at all. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much the signings that they've had the three over the week. We'll wait to see about Leonard. We'll wait to see about Lee. Uh, we we did we we expect Everly to be gone. We expect him to reach. Yeah, market. even though uh, like Lou had a little like his powwow on Friday, and you know. With some of the reporters, Arthur Sable had a nice article on the Athletic. Uh, he still states that he wants to resign all his guys. I'm sure he's just putting up a front for that. I don't think there's been any contact with Lou or um, Everly's people, and I don't think there really should be. I mean, it should be a, a plan C. If they can't get any of those guys, then you reach out back to Ever- Everly because if the Doomsday, I guess, effect would be they don't re- resign anybody or they don't sign anybody. And they let Everly go, then they're really screwed. I don't think that's going to happen. No, they're going to be bring people in, whether it's via trade or whether free agency. Uh, there's going to be new players on this roster. All right, speaking. You of- might and you might even see that at the draft. Although I do think they're going to keep their first round pick. I think they need to this year. Uh, well, okay. So that brings me to I guess we'll save the offer sheets for a little while then, because I know those are your favorite topics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was one report uh, that Patrick Lane of the Winnipeg Jets is a little unhappy and he wants out. Whether that is a negotiating ploy to get a nice contract, I just thought that he just—they made it seem like he just doesn't want to play and live in Winnipeg, which you know, which who can blame it's not him. the most yeah. friendly city in the world. So. Right, exactly, and he is a you know. And it seems like it seems like Truba is the same way too. So I mean, you know. Yeah, so let's let's have a little fun with this one. Although this is like a low oh, percentage that this is actually going to happen with the Islanders. Uh, Correct. I sell the farm. There is not one prospect who I say is untouchable. For Patrick Lane, I am sorry. That includes Noah Dobson. I agree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I agree. You yeah. put him next to Barzell and exactly. the power play south, and there's there's forty five, maybe fifty goals. Yeah, I mean, you basically say, okay, you write down, you give him the roster, you give Kevin Chevalier yeah. the roster, and say, okay, pick. You know, it's right. like um, you know, Mr. Miyagi Daniel with the cars, choose because that's exactly no, they're really you know, there's certain players that you and look if. Mitch Marner's available via trade as well. The same thing. You do the same thing. Everybody's available. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like, oh, I don't want to get this guy. You know, I this guy's untouchable. He's going to be good. Patrick Lane. If Braden Point's available, you know, he's same thing. Guy, absolutely. He, he's another. There's guy. not many guys I wouldn't trade for him. Although I don't know if I trade Dobson for him, but that's about it. Um. Yeah. I probably for the, for him I would hold on to him, but the other two, Marner and Lane. Lane's 21 years old. He's has over 100 goals in the league already. 
I know. I know he, I know he had a down year and you last get, year. You, and you get him. You get him with trots. I think you'll be great. Totally. You know, trots is not going to let. You know, what's in him? Why take a night off? No, I mean he's very similar in his skill set to Ovechkin, and I think Trotz yeah. will be perfect for him. But like, we're really, we're really oh, uh, spitballing right oh, now because it's you know the it's, middle of summer. Yeah, um, downtime. So totally, but he he's totally one guy that I would sell the farm for, and and, and that includes throwing in the number one pick as well. Which at of course, like, but yeah, I do think push comes to shove. Maybe they trade their number one for next year, but they, they don't have a ton of picks in this draft. Thanks, Kurt Snow. Yeah. Um, and they, they have a desperate need for centers in this organization. So I definitely think they're going to keep that first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, we're, a little foreshadowing. We'll, when we talk to Russ, we'll, we'll yeah. break down if they do keep that pick where they would stay. But I do expect that they're going to, to draft there. Yeah. And I, I would probably hold on to this year because next year is when you're going to have to uh, get rid of all the draft picks. So starting with number one for the, any offer sheet, right? Yeah. <laughs> now look look they're, they're they're i'm not saying marner won't move i'm not saying a guy like line a won't move i'm not saying any of those guys won't move but they're not going to get offer sheeted they'll just get traded yeah, i mean so they'll certainly talk to them i mean during the you know window before july 1st but i who knows i it's why why wouldn't you throw out the money one team so if, you know, force no, a team will pay fans. for them, but I think it'll be easier to trade for a player and then just sign said player. It'd be it'd be easier, but why wouldn't like team A say I'm, I'm gonna offer Because no Mitch one Martin. offer sheets anybody. But you know what? Clubs are off now. Okay. There's been other players I to know, get the RFA. Eichel wasn't offer sheeted. No, because I, I don't think there's an issue with some of these guys. I, you know, there there really wasn't any salary cap crunch with the Sabers. Gaudreau wasn't offer sheeted because it wasn't a salary cap crunch. There's going to be one. They already have two players on. Oh, hey, Matthew Kachuk's an RFA. Uh, what do I, you mean, eh? I, I, I eighty point. He's a great he's player. A, he's the eighty point player. They're not. You have to RFA. You have to offer sheet guys. With salary cap issue teams, that's why. Well, the Flames aren't exactly like they're already. I read a report today that the Flames are trying to move Hamannick and or TJ Brody because they need to free up some cap space. And I, I think both those guys can be moved easily. I mean, Hamannick's contract is still a solid contract, and he had a better season last he year, did. but he still can't stay healthy. No, he can't. But he, his contract is still not bad. Um, but Toronto, I mean, they're they still have to sign Kapanen, who's in you know. And he's Johnson, probably going to get Johnson, traded. And he'll probably get traded. So, And Johansson. Yeah, exactly. So if you offer sheet Marner, which I think they'll they'll match no matter what they offer, those other two guys are as good as gone. And uh, and then Freddie, you probably lose Freddie Anderson in a year too. Yeah, well, aren't they looking to trade uh, Nikita Zaitsev? Yeah, and Marlowe. They're trying to move both those guys. Yeah, Marlowe too. Oh, yeah, too. Uh, the rumor was he's going to... Our friend uh, Michael Bartan's Kings. <laughs> that was one yeah. Of the that was one of the rumors. I saw another team too, and I just can't remember who it was. But yeah, it was a West um, Coast team, right? I believe or Western Conference team. I think it was. Yeah, okay. well, the thing that too with the Kings, I saw the report with the Kings where they would take. Oh, well, Phoenix was interested as okay. well. But both Phoenix and LA said you have to give us one of your best prospects as well to take that bad contract. Well, I don't blame them. So maybe like if you're if you're the either of those teams, you're like okay, we'll take Marlow, but you're giving me Bracco too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, Zach got uh, Bracco's stick during. Uh, I owe it. Of course he did. Yeah, of course. He had, he had another nice year with with the sticks. 
<laughs> this was actually pretty funny when uh, Charlotte Checkers came. Right now, we're playing for the Calder Cup. Uh, he made a Hayden Flurry sign. He misspelled both Hayden and Flurry. Ah, it's that Trumbull education. <laughs> totally, and he still got the stick. So, that's that's yeah. well done. You know, because there's no such thing as like autocorrect when you're writing with a pen. And yeah, paper, you know, I'm sure it was hard for him to actually write something too. Is he, he goes to Trumbull High, right? Yeah. Okay, but you know what? I mean, like, who can write now? Like, how often do people actually write with pen and paper? It's, I know. It struggles, you know. I, you think I, I you want to get that too. right, though. Yeah, you would think so. And I, Moving I, I forward. Joke. Yeah. But he doesn't have to worry about that stick now because he already has it. But that was that was actually pretty funny. Oh, man. Hey, did we ever uh, did we ever revisit our over-unders? We did not. So and That's we, something we're going to have to do during the off-season. Yeah, probably next show because I actually got to yeah. find where we're You going. actually say you have to actually go find them, right? Yeah, because I really don't want to listen to one of our past shows to listen and write it down. So I, <laughs> you don't even want to listen to us either. That's great. Great yeah. promotion for everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad. I don't want to listen to it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I got, I got it written down somewhere. I don't think Good. this was as bad as uh, last season's because I think that was awful. I think no, that, I think we did better. I think yeah, I think I, we did okay. Yeah, I, I think we did a lot better. But uh, yeah, after the break, we'll talk a little more about uh, Noah Dobson next year. Yeah, and offer sheets. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so we both hate this rule, Dan, and nothing's ever going to change. What, offer sheets? No, not, not the offer sheets. Okay. The uh, AHL uh, age restriction rule when it comes to the with Canadian the, juniors. Right. Yeah, I absolutely hate it yeah. with a passion. Right, because you look at a player like Oliver Wallstrom, who was drafted out of U.S. Amateurs, went to play in college, was he able to sign his, you know, his entry-level contract, and he's playing in Bridgeport at the age of 18. Uh, Bodie Wild had a very, very successful season, also a little bit older, but he was able to play in Bridgeport next year due to being drafted out of U.S. Amateurs, and that leads us to Noah Dobson. Well, no, no, he was in Canadian Juniors. No, he, he was, but he was drafted out of uh Oh, but US. He, okay, so he was in the USHL when he was drafted. Yes, yes. That, then he went to Canadian Juniors. Right, exactly. See how, see how confusing this it, is? It's ridiculous. It's like where you where you were drafted. That That's the thing. It shouldn't be like two, is it's three years. It's, you shouldn't be two years. It should just be one year past your draft. I'm right. fine with that. Yeah, and there should be some exceptions. Like like Noah Dobson, for example. He won two World Cups back to back. What else yeah, does he have he, to prove? What does he have to prove? You know, so th- th- I think that should be an automatic, you know, you should be able to sign and play in the AHL. That should be one. Or a team should be, like, negotiate with their, like, so the Islanders should be able to negotiate with an OHL team for possibly buyout. You give them, you know, I don't know how much, whatever, it's a negoti- negotiable fee to, to get the player there. Right, you know, it's because it's. I always thought your or your HL team could have one exceptional like status position. That too, that too, because because the, they actually have that in Canadian juniors. Yeah, exactly. You know, John Tavares had that, and it's 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 kind of like uh, who? What exactly? Okay, sorry, I mentioned his name. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's kind of like uh, it's like hypocritical there. You can get the player to play 
when he's younger, but he must stay until he's 20. Right. You know, that's a little, a little hypocritical. Well, I just thought it was three years. It was three years of juniors he has to play. Right. And it's, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, exactly. We it's like the the book for the, that those rules would be like seven hundred pages. Yeah. So um, you're right. Um, it's every year we end up doing this too. Is like, hey, is this guy eligible? Is right, that guy eligible? Yeah. But we do know that Dobson either has to play in the NHL or go back next year. Um, but we expect him to be competing for a roster spot out of camp, and it sounds like Lou Lamorello does as well. Yeah, he he was very high in him, and the way he played, I, I don't see why not. He was the best defenseman in Canadian juniors. Yes, absolutely. And he's clearly the best uh, prospect in the honor organization now. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's totally, you know, I think it would have left Letty, Nick Letty expendable anyway, because you have certain guys as well. But if, if he's ready, you look to trade Letty this offseason to get it forward. Is that a question? Yeah, I think so. Because I think it's either, I think it's Dobson or Ajo will both be okay. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I think they're fighting for one spot right now. Yeah, it's it's a shame because you have, like, say, and I, we both love Mayfield and we both like Hickey, but if you can get one of those guys as your extra forward, I'm sorry, extra defenseman, that would definitely help. And you still have Johnny Boychuk, who you know is not going to play a full season. Right. So there's enough guys where you can somewhat get an Ajo or even a Dobson. Both yeah, it's a trick. It's, a, it's actually a crappy situation for Ajo because if push comes to shove and they both have kind of equal camps, you send Ajo back down because you can't. He can't you know go what back mean? down, right? Right. You know, but it, it's right. a shame because I, I, I don't, I like Ajo. He's a good player, but if they're gonna waste him down there, you might as well just trade him for some sort of. Uh, I don't think they're wasting him. I mean, it's just no. I, I, it's, it's not a waste, but I mean, it's like it's a victim of circumstance because last year no defenseman got hurt. Right, and this year six guys could get hurt, so who yeah, knows? I, I know, I know, but you would hope that he doesn't kind of waste... I'm not saying the honors are wasting him down there, but he's just being wasted down there in the minor. Well, push comes to shove. If you needed him to make a deal, and it was the right deal, then you do it, but you're yeah. not. You're definitely not trading an asset that high unless no. you're getting the return you want. Absolutely. You're not just getting rid of him for the sake of getting rid of him. No. Definitely. Right. Hey, and also, I'm going to mention his name. Like Beetlejuice, uh, because you know, uh, in little Lamarillo Scrummy, they did talk about this. Uh, what uh, they the Islanders expect to qualify Josh Hosank? Yes, yes. Because yeah. why not? Let's bring him up. <laughs> you know, I mean, what's the risk in qualifying? No, there's no him? risk there's at all. Nothing. I mean, he's down there. Let him right. be on the you know the straight and narrow. He's probably ending up putting his foot in his mouth at least once during the season. But if he does it, and he plays well. It's a bonus. And he can right. somehow make his way up here again. Go for it, because yeah, his new contract will come with like a ten percent raise and seven alarm clocks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I just hope that Del Cole somehow makes the top nine. That's that's. I really want to see more, you know, from him this season. I want to see, given a full season, what he can do. Yeah, I think he's riding that cusp. It's yeah. going to be a very competitive training camp. Yeah, it is. It, it should be it should be fun. Um, we'll have a couple more shows, I guess, before July 1st. We'll do a draft preview with Russ Cohen. Yes, we will. And we'll, we'll revisit our over-unders. And we'll uh, hopefully our next show we'll, we'll analyze the Leonard and Lee contracts. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, exactly. We'll do shows based on breaking news. And I, I just have a feeling within these next couple of days we're going to have things to talk about. 
Um, and then one thing, um, we're actually, we got the line they report from before we go, uh, you know, Dave Pignotto reported the whole line, a story, uh, Dave Pignotto fourth period and Sirius XM radio, uh, who's really becoming one of the, the go-to insiders in the game. Um, he also talked about, uh, the Islanders having interest in Eric Carlson and Artemi Panarin. So this could be an interesting off season. Yes. And if I will tell you right now, I'm sure my wife will have uh, something to say about it, but if the Islanders do end up signing Panarin, I will name my upcoming son who will be born in August, Artemi. Now, what if they get Eric? Could you name him Carl? Then he'd be speak Carl's son. Carl's Carlson. Yeah, I mean, eh. Carl. Carl. Carl is Millie. It could be Fogelman. Carl's son Fogelman. Carl. That's a terrible name. Yeah. Or if they get Lonnie, can name him Patrick. Oh no, just Lonnie. Lonnie Fogelman. That actually sounds good. Lina, I like Fogelman. it. Yeah. How about offer sheet? <laughs> offer sheet. Fogelman. Oh God, can we get to some real news soon? Yeah. Okay, but you know, speaking of Eric Carl, I mean that it's. It could be mentioned that he's not coming here. I think it's either going to be the Rangers or back to. I know. I don't San, believe that. I actually I think he's don't. Going because back to San Jose. I think it's really going to go back to San Jose. I know he. They, well, I, well. I think. Yeah. If they look, I think they're going to get to that window period, and I think Dallas is going to meet with him. Lou wanted him. Lou's wanted him twice already. They, they he wanted him in Toronto, and he wanted him, him in Long in Long Island. They'll meet with him, you know, of course, but I don't think he's going to come here. I really don't. No, but that doesn't mean the Islanders aren't going to meet with him and make him an offer. No, go for. It. I mean, he should do that. That's that's Lou's job. But and I would take him too. Even on one foot, he's still a sixty-point defenseman. That would take. They would certainly. If Eric Carlson couldn't improve your power play, then they would just start forfeiting penalties. But you, you know, if you have him there, you end up going with three forwards to defensemen because you have Pulak, who would just be ready just to. Fire yeah, you're right. You know, because you, right. you wouldn't have the you know the four forwards, and then you you could play the four forwards on your second power play. You would have Taze. Yeah, well, yeah, well, of course we'll cross that bridge once well, that happens. Yeah, we'll, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll sit down and have a drink with uh, Scotty Gomez, and we'll, we'll we'll map this out. Yeah, we'll get like we'll get one of those dry erase boards, and we'll show them what to do. Yeah, and you know what? It's so it's so funny how. Uh, Anaheim still hasn't hired a coach, so that kind of leaves the Islanders in limbo with Lane Lambert. I thought they were going to hire uh, their the coach of San Diego. Oh, okay. And aren't they aren't they in the Calder Cup final still? No, they they lost in the in the uh, conference finals. Chicago. Oh, who did they that. lose to? Oh, Chicago that's right, Chicago. Yeah. Right. I was I thought they were waiting until that the, the, that was over with, but there were many many reports thought that he was going to. He was a who is it? I can't remember who was coaching in San Diego, but he was the favorite for the job. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer? <laughs> no, no, yeah. not Marty Schottenheimer. Bruce Bochy? Yeah. Bruce Bochy coached in San Diego? Yeah, he was in the World Series in 98 against the Yankees. Oh, wow, I completely forgot about yeah. that. All I remember from, that, remember from that World Series was when Martinez, Tino Martinez struck out on that changeup that was not called a strike. Uh, it was a ball. The next pitch put a grand slam into yeah. the first deck of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, off of Mark Langston. Mark Langston, yes. Yeah. Great pitcher. Yeah, that was a ball, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what? For, for a sweep, that was a real exciting World Series. But the Brochus It actually was. Runs, All those yeah. games were super tight. That, yeah, that was that was, that was was a fun year. But, I'll still never forget the uh, when they were down. Was they were, down, were they down two games to one to Cleveland? Yes, and then El Duque pitched. And El Duque, El Duque came in and, and just shut everything down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget. I, 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 my obsession with El Duque, I love that man. He was great, yeah. He was and if you great. ever if you ever get a chance to, uh, if you haven't already, watch the thirty for thirty on Levon and Orlando Hernandez. It's amazing. Yeah, it was. It, it was tremendous. And he was, I think, probably forty five when he came to the Yankees. Anyway, <laughs> he was sixty three years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I, th- I think he made his debut in the old timers debut before he actually pitched a regular season <laughs> game. Uh, could you imagine if he played here in his twenties? And it's like we'll, we'll tie it back to hockey. Like there were so many great Russian players. If, oh my, if you imagine if like Larianov or Fatisov or Markov came over when they were eighteen, yeah, it, it would it would have been amazing. Trechiak, I feel like we were robbed of a generation of Hall of Fame players. Yeah, you know that's what the Cold War. And some of them still came over and still made the Hall of Fame. That's what's so amazing. I know. Yeah, but you imagine like even like baseball, but go back to baseball. Ichiro was here from like yeah. 21 years old. He, he totally yeah. would have broke uh, Pete Rose's hitting record. Yeah, if you combine his hits, he did, right? Yeah, I, I think he would have totally done it. Because what did he end up getting? Like over 3,000 in how many years? Over 3,000, yeah. And he had, like, he had a couple thousand in Japan. Yeah. I mean, he was he was fantastic. I loved him when he was a Yankee. I, I wish uh, wish he could have came over there when he was 19 years old, not, toward, not the tail end. Yeah, I know. I know. It would have been nice. But wait. Okay, so I'm watching Yankee right now. Mark, did Mark Price change his number? Didn't, didn't he used to be single digits? Who? Mar, uh, uh, Mark Price. Um, my God, Mark David Price. Price. David, David Price. Price. David Price. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea what his number is. I'm, okay. I'm not up on my Red Sox uh, numbers because right. I thought he used to be single digits. I, I said Mark Price before because Zach bought a uh, box of Panini basketball cards like two weeks ago, and he pulled. Yes, a, for our younger viewers, Mark Price was a point guard of the Cleveland Cavaliers yes. in the '80s and early '90s. Yeah. Very good player. Yeah, and, and he pulled a Mark Price auto card. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, that's a great player. I don't know if, if you're buying a, a pretty expensive box of cards if that's who you want to be getting. No, no, it, it wasn't. He was like looking to sell it already, and like. He called a couple places. And no one was like, "Now nah, that card's worth five bucks." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I looked at him like, "Oh wow, it's a pretty cool card." You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a really nice card, but you know that. Yeah, unless you're selling it, even the price family probably give you like seven or eight dollars for it. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh wow. yeah. All right, Dan. Uh, I think we babbled long enough here. Yes, we did. But we'll we'll see you guys soon. Like I said, as news dictates, we will be around. Yeah, especially those offer sheets. Oh.